Hakima, welcome. I'm so excited to do this podcast with you. I'm glad to be on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So let's dive right in with who is Hakima Haider? Um, I was thinking about this question and what is or who is Hakima Haider? This is the question around identity of Hakima Haida, so to speak. And then there's the person that Hakima Haida is. So there's the person in terms of we're all human beings that keep changing and evolving, evolving as we're going along and we, we become different people. But then the identity, I think, stays with us in terms of what's my identity, even though that, I must say, also changes. So I would call myself before a Kenyan Somali, but... But now that I've been in South Africa for over a decade, I feel like I'm South African, Kenyan, Somali. And then I have siblings that are Ethiopian. So there's Ken- being South African, Kenyan, Somali with Ethiopian siblings. So it gets, it gets quite complicated. But yeah, I guess those would be my identities as a person. That is incredibly interesting, Hakima. Not expect less from you. So you mentioned being Kenyan Somali. Why not just Kenyan or just Somali? Can you tell us a bit yes, more about that? I think that's a that? question. I think I've had to answer my whole life. It was quite interesting. So growing up, I used to tell people would look at me and say, "You don't look Kenyan," or "You don't sound Kenyan," and I'm like are you Kenyan? And I'm like, yes, I'm Kenyan. And they're like, but you don't look it. And then I'd tell them, okay, um, what tribe are you? And I'd be like, I'm Somali. Then they'd be like, ah, that means you're Somali. And I'm like, no, I'm Kenyan. And I'd have to go through this whole discussion explaining to people that Kenyan Somali is an identity, that you can be Kenyan Somali. And basically the whole Kenyan Kenyan Somali identity comes from um, it's historical in terms of the borders within, within outside of Somalia. So, um, so there are Somali people in Somalia, which is why I think the confusion comes about it. So most people who are tribes, if you're Kenyan Luo or you're Kenyan Kikuyu, you're not, you're not another country. You're not. So, so when you minute you say Kenyan Somali, there's a country that's Somali, there's Somali people. So it confuses people quite often because of that. So in terms of the historical um, lay of the land, so there's Somalia and then there's what Somalia calls as the greater Somalia. So the greater Somalia, Somalia recognizes as its Somali region. So um, in 1960, when Somalia got its independence before Kenya, they basically were trying to negotiate with the, with the British in terms of having their territories. But of course, it didn't. It didn't. It, they didn't. They didn't succeed in it. So, so the northeastern side of mm-hmm. Kenya has Somali people. Um, the Ogaden side of Ethiopia has um, Somali people. Um, the Djibouti has Somali people, and then there's Somali as well. So, even in the on the Somali flag, they have five stars, which signifies their greater Somalia. So, so I think that's been the confusion for most people, but even people in Kenya that see Somali people also constantly, mm-hmm. you have to have this discussion. And half the time I'm like, unless you're giving back Northeastern to Somalia, I'm Kenyan Somali. So it has been, yeah, it's been a question that I've had to answer a lot growing up. 
And I think I still do when I go back to Kenya. But I think some people are also beginning to understand that there is a Kenyan Somali identity. Right. And I mean, you know, coming from the southern part of Africa, I am Zambian myself, Hakima. This is not something that I know a lot about. So it's incredibly interesting. I mean, we learned about Somalia as the Horn of Africa. And I'll be honest, the first time I heard about Kenyan Somali was when I met you yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, we worked together yeah. for a while. So thank you so much for explaining that. And, you know, like you say, it's probably something you'll be explaining yeah. for the rest of your life. But um, always really, really yeah. interesting to learn more. Hakima, you talked about the diaspora experience, you know, and now being probably South yeah. African, Kenyan, Somali, which makes it even a bit more complicated, but yeah. rather perhaps more interesting. Do you want to tell us about that experience and challenges you face? Yes, so I think um, being, being in a different country, I guess, also, so I think the first time I came to South Africa, what was quite interesting for me was I lived in Kenya and you constantly have this sense of being a foreigner in this in the country that you're born in, in the country that you identify in, because you think this is my home. But you're constantly explaining why, how Kenyan Somali you are, or how Kenyan you are, and where the Somali fits in. So you come to South Africa and you assume it's going to be easier, and then you come to South Africa and firstly realize that you're a foreigner again. Mm -hmm. And in South Africa, unlike many of the other African countries as well, I think as you would also know having lived here, is being foreign means something. So people constantly remind you of your foreignness through either telling you why can't you speak the local language and always othering you as a person. So for me, it was very interesting to be here and think, oh dear, this whole sense of being foreign is so, like you're foreign, you're foreign all the time. So you just have to live with a sense of your own identity and be okay with that. But um, what's also quite interesting maybe to mention in in regard to like the Somali community in the diaspora. So Somali community in the diaspora mm -hmm. is, which is the other thing I think about the Somali people as a whole. And I think this used to happen to us growing up. So growing up, it was very communal. So Somalis are very communal people, whereby being Somali was enough for you to get shelter in a home. And I remember growing up, we'd have like random people coming to the house and they'd be lost and they'd ask, where can I stay? And people would be like, oh, is there a Somali household here? And they'd be like, yeah. They're... And based on being Somali, they would come to the house and they'd be, they'd be fed and they could stay there. And then when I came to South Africa um, and, and, and the diaspora, it's basically, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't basically, so I was staying in a Somali community in Lodium and, and you get that sense of most of my neighbors were Somali, everybody around there was Somali. So I spent a lot of time basically um, taking the Somali people to like hospitals and the rest. But then the other thing that's also quite interesting around the Kenyan Somalis and the Somali Somalis is, so the Somali Somalis didn't speak English very well. And, and because of that, or, or couldn't speak English on most, most of the occasion, mm -hmm. which is, I guess, a, a difference with the Kenyan Somalis because they grew up in a system that teaches them in English, whereby the Somali Somalis don't get taught in, in English. They get taught in Somali. So, so that's also quite interesting. So there was, and, and growing up, my family used to make fun of my accent. So I used to feel very subconscious when I spoke Somali. But then I came here and I was 
I was a hit, so to speak. I was being like, people wanted my <laughs> services of taking them to hospitals and home affairs, wow. employers for human rights and maneuvering this, this world of, because um, many of them were refugees and asylum seekers. So it's like maneuvering this world. And suddenly my Somali language speaking world became um, something that I didn't think I actually had. So that was that was quite interesting. But it's also always interesting, I guess, the sense of community that they take everywhere with them. So, and of course that comes, that has benefits and also has a downside to it. And the benefit is you have people that treat you like their own automatically take you in and look after you. You're, you're one of them, so to speak. But I mm -hmm. guess the downside is because you're one of them, now they want to dictate to you or they feel they can let you know or tell you when they're unhappy about something they think in terms of the way you dress or, or, or how you behave. So it's always, it's always, I guess, the double-edged sword, so to speak. So there's always a good side to everything and, and a side that could be or seen as problematic. Right. And you know, Hakima, as, as, as you were speaking initially, um, I was going to ask the question that, you know, you mentioned coming to South Africa and living, you know, um, with the Somali, Somali, um, and, and you kind of clarified it when you talked about the Somali, Somali and the Kenyan Somali very much for that. In a way, you already answered my question there. But um, this issue of being othered, you know, you speak about being othered sort of like maybe just by virtue of, you know, living in the diaspora, um, you know, being here in South Africa, but being from Kenya as a Kenya Somali. But it sounds like um, there was also an element of sort of being othered within the community. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, perhaps just delving more into the, the Somali, the Somali mm. culture itself, you know, what, what is, what is that culture and, why would perhaps, you know, some have felt that, you know, they could actually even take liberty and uh, make you feel, you know, that perhaps you weren't dressing appropriately yeah. and things like that? Do you want to just look a bit more yeah, about so that So that's culture? quite interesting. It's a very good question. So I remember once taking somebody to, um, I think it was LHR, and this guy at LHR says... But, LHR, sorry, just to dive in. LHR being... Right, in Pretoria. So so they right. so I take this right. woman there and I'm translating on her behalf, interpreting what she's saying for 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 the for the for the legal officers there. And what and after the after this session mm -hmm. they went away and this guy said, But these guys seem like they all get along, but then in their country there's a civil war. And and, and what where where does this come from? And I said, That's the thing. I said, when Somalis right. are like a minority, so to speak. So the Somalis in Kenya are technically a minority, so they're more or less grouped together. And the tribal stuff doesn't come come out as much. The clan stuff doesn't come out as much. And in South Africa, that's the same case. It's in the sense of the first the first point mm -hmm. is you are Somali and that's enough. But in the minute you get a group, a group of Somalis, then suddenly the clan stuff comes about. So there's that one aspect of the clan stuff. But that always happens, which is partly, I guess, the, the civil war that happened in Somalia. But then when they are elsewhere, they'll group initially together as Somalis. And then 
if they are a large number, then they basically start di diverting in terms of um, or grouping together according to clan. But then in terms of coming back to your question and the othering, so I I used to wear a scarf, but then I'd wear pants and, and a long top. So there was there was one of the neighbors at some stage, I used to take his wife to the hospital quite often. And then there's a day he comes to me and says, you know, Hakima, people say you're a very nice girl, but you wear trousers. <laughs> And I thought, I thought it was quite, it was wow. quite funny, like everything, like I'm being stripped down, like you would have been amazing, you know, but yeah, but you're wearing pants type of a thing. So it's always interesting, but I guess it's also, maybe I can, I can add on here. At Somalis are very, uh, they're Muslim. Majority of the Somalis are Muslim. So their dress code is very, um, they cover up. So it's like they wear the hijab and the bui and stuff. So because they're covered up most of the time, and, and I guess, and I guess Islamically and culturally, especially when a community, most of them are from one religion, it kind of becomes part of, um, falls into your culture as part of how you dress and how you behave as well. So, so it's like indoctrinated, so right. to speak. So if somebody is not dressed according to what you feel is appropriate, then it's like she's a little she's a little off, so to speak. So yeah, so it's always it's always interesting. That is extremely interesting. But I mean, I I love um, you know your reaction to it, and clearly being the Hakima that I know, you would have just taken this in your stride and continued to be that very nice yeah, girl as yeah. he said as he put it in the community but um extremely interesting experiences yeah. no doubt and um Hakima, do you want to uh, maybe just um very short um in a minute or two tell us a bit more about you you mentioned mm -hmm. the politics um quite a bit you know the the civil war etc and obviously um of late there have been you know quite a few diplomatic spats even between Kenya and Somalia, um, just literally within the past month or so. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that without getting too, too heavily into yeah. the politics? But, you know, what, what is so, that um, So that's the other thing. So after 91, after the civil war in Somalia basically um, um, happened, and you had a lot of Somalis actually moving to Kenya. So this was actually quite interesting for me at the time because I was in Kenya at the time. But it was this whole thing of if you think about the Kenyan government, how can you differentiate two sets of people, like who's Kenyan Somali and who's Somali Somali? It's they look alike, they speak the same language, they eat the same food, culturally they're the same. So it's the only difference is maybe one speaks Swahili and the other one um, doesn't speak Swahili. But then in northeastern side of Somalia, of Kenya, you do have Somalis that might not even speak English or Swahili and only speak Somali. So then that gets a little tricky. And I remember during this time, they had these pink cards that they had, which was supposed to be for the Kenyan Somalis, so to speak. So... So I and and then and then within like for the Somali Kenyans, there's a lot of um, discrimination and xenophobia around them, so to speak. But ultimately, it's it's big, and this more, I think this heightened more during. Um, I, I guess you know a lot about, or most people would know around about the Al Shabaab and the bombings that happened in Kenya, and this heightened yeah. it as well. So then you had people going into public transportation and everybody looking at them like anybody that looked Somali could be a potential terrorist. So, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of friction within, I guess, the Somalis and um, the Kenyan, the Kenyan Somalis, Somali Somalis, and 
the the other Kenyans as well. So so yeah, so it wasn't it's not it's not easy and I think it's it it continues. And a lot of and in terms of the diplomatic um um relations between the two countries the somalia somalia actually most most like you have lots of somalis in kenya and you also have like people from the government basically doing a lot of negotiation from nairobi as well so in terms of that it's a very it's the relationship is i think it's a cordial non-cordial so to speak relationship especially when when kenya mm-hmm. went into was part of the au team um fighting al shabab in in Somalia, and of course, there was a lot of uh, backlash on Kenya, partly because of that, I guess, and also, and there was a lot of bombings that happened within within Kenya because of that. And it's and it's and it's hard because you do have Kenyan Somalis, and then now you have Somali Somalis, and then you have Al Shabaab to have to deal with. And now, as Kenya, you're going into um, Somalia, which is a neighboring country, knowing how how involved. Um, it is, so to speak, or how difficult it is in terms of um, the decision made and perhaps was not the best decision to have made. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But as I said, um, you know, I think we would have been remiss not to at least just yeah. speak about yeah. that a little bit. But um, we'll move on to food. I know you meant you mentioned food, you mentioned, um, you know, this, the Mali and Kenyan Somali community all being very communal. Um, you talked about growing up. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about um, food uh, as a Kenyan yeah. Somali? <laughs> I'm a foodie, so that's yes. great topic I think for me. this question normally comes in. I think you never really think about what food do we eat, what food do Somalis eat until you leave the country, because the minute you go to another country, the first thing people ask you is, right. so what, what food yeah. do you guys eat? <laughs> what, what do you guys eat? And you have to like really think hard around it. And um, ultimately, so so a, a normal Somali, so there's a couple of Somali dishes, so to speak, but even though some have influence, Italian influence, and some have, I guess, Arabian influence, so to speak, because then the, and the Indian influence more Arabian, I'd say, yeah. So then you have, so there's a normal lunch dish would be rice and you'd have a beef stew and you would have um, like roasted meat. You'd have a, a little salad, but this is probably changed. So, so, I'll, so I'll talk about the nomadic Somalis as well. And then there's like, I guess, more urban, right. modern living Somalis. So this is more the urban modern living Somalis. And I say this as I, the minute I talk about salad. <laughs> and then, because that's not okay, what a nomad right. is going to be having with his dish, you know? And and Somalis are very nomadic. They come from a very um, nomadic background or identity, so to speak. So then, yeah, and then a banana. So I think that's the, that's the most interesting thing or what most people would find very odd in terms of having this full meal and a banana, you know, the mixing of, of like, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's so, so there's that. So that's what you probably eat. And then there's something called tambi, but then that's also influenced from, I guess, being in Kenya as well, quite long. And that's more, um, it's like noodley, but it's sweet as well. So you, and the Indians also have this, this meal as well. So, so it's very, it's like cultures have mixed within or taken things from each other in terms of the food, but what's completely Somali might be something called Angela. So Angela is like a pancake, but it's, it's cooked on one side, like the Ethiopian one, but it's much thinner and people have it for breakfast and you can have it with butter 
and and sugar right. and so Ooh, it's yes. like but so it's cooked on one side really thin on the the side that's uncooked so to speak uh that but it's covered so it's it's cooked but then it's steaming out you put uh butter and sugar and then you roll that up and you have it with um black tea so that's that's one dish that i guess would be typically somali another thing that's typically somali and this would come from the nomadic the nom the nomad so to speak so it's basically it's you have camels and you have milk and you're basically um on your camels and um in the desert and walking and moving half the time or on on the back of your camel and a lot of the meat is it's called um it's called nyiri nyiri but that's probably the name for the kenyan somalis i don't know what the somalis somalis would call it because nyiri nyiri in in swahili means right. small <laughs> so yeah uh-huh. okay and then, um so basically it's like it's so the meat is it's built on you so to speak because it's um it's camel meat that's cut into strips it's hanged out to dry and then you you cut it into small strips boil it um not boil it you fry it in oil and then they put them in containers and they travel with those and i remember growing up when we had relatives coming from northeastern they'd bring us that and it was like the highlight so we'd have that with pancakes yeah but we'd have wow. it with normal pancakes like the pancakes most most people know and and have that with tea so that's also so the nyiri nyiri is would be particularly um somali Okay. And and how does Angela I I think you and and forgive me if I pronounce that wrongly. How, how does it differ from from regular pancakes because it sounds very much like regular pancakes. So it's a bit pancakes. like the, um I don't know if you've had um injera which is um Ethiopian injera. So it's a bit yeah, like that but it's thinner and it's cooked the same way. So basically you the dough is like nearly fermented awesome. and then you put it on this pan and then you cover the pan. So it's only cooked right. on one side and the top side is uncooked but then because you have it covered it's like steamed out. So it's not sweet it's it's actually fermented. It's got a yeasty taste to it. So and and you don't use you regular use, flour, you use right? Regular flour. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. It's just the fermentation yeah. process. Yes, and cooking it, it on and cooking it okay. on one side and and basically covering it up makes side. it different from yeah the usual pancake where we normally would it's fresher so to speak. It's like eggs and and flour and so that when you wouldn't put eggs in it as well. It's just flour and water that's left for a couple of days and then um cooked on one side. I had a cousin of mine actually who was interesting. So she went to Northeastern. So I've never actually been to Northeastern. So she went to Northeastern and she said every okay. morning you'd hear women patting because they do this with their hands. So there's this like clapping sound happening outside wow. the woman's house because there's this <laughs> and they're like basically patting hitting it with their hands so it makes this slapping sound. So she reckons you wake up every morning to this slapping sound from each household. So Yeah, it's quite yeah. So it's like everybody does it every morning. Wonderful memories. Hakima, as we draw to a close and I mean it's amazing how time just passes so quickly. Um I would like to find out from you what what is one thing that you would like all of our listeners to know about the Kenyan Somali? What's one really interesting thing or even perhaps uh you know two 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 to three things that you'd like to leave with the listeners about 
Kenyan Somalians in general or the culture, yeah. just any aspect that you just think okay. would be really interesting? Um, I guess it's more or less, I think, the diversity of Kenyan Somalis, so to speak, in terms of, I think there's, yeah, knowing that Kenyan Somali, being Kenyan Somali is a thing, knowing that northeastern side of Kenya and based on historical border issues that we have all over the continent, that because of this borders being chopped in a way where you have one community on one side on the, and one on the other side, that the notion of somebody being Kenyan Somali is a thing, like you're Kenyan, actually. So you're Kenyan and your tribe is Somali, even though it's, I guess, very difficult. And I think um, many people don't understand it. So I think maybe that that would be one one of the things. And and secondly is um, maybe, I guess, the communal nature of Somalis. And um, and Somalis are, are community people, and they're community people wherever they go. So wherever, if you have uh, Somalis in Ethiopia or Somalis in um, D.C. or Somalis, you'll have a little technical little Somalia everywhere. So I guess if you wanted to find or learn more about the Somalis, then you, there's, everywhere you go, there would be communities. And then um, I guess thirdly is, um, I guess it's just knowing more about the, um, and I guess this is probably general in terms of us getting to know as Africans more, a little more about, I guess, our history, a little more about the different cultures and a little more, because I think we all say, is is more complex than than you know it because as we know even I'm sure it's the same in Zambia it comes to it's a country and then from there um, you the tribes and stuff and all the tribes are different and, and it basically is much more complicated than this one Africa. I love that and and you've summed it up so nicely you know right from the you know, diversity to the issue of community. And finally, all of us as African people. And just, I think for me, this is really just the beginning of starting to learn a lot more about each other. That is fantastic. Hakima, thank you so much for joining me today. And we look forward to having more conversations because I think this is only the beginning of many more conversations to come. All right. Keep well. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.